0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blunt Experience. I am as usual, Joe Blunt. I'm here once again to give my blunt and brutally honest opinion about certain topics. Certain topics that are kind of I'm not going to say they're affecting the world, but you know, kind of going around the world as we speak so um yeah welcome welcome how's everyone doing how's er- everyone doing i hope, I hope you all doing great i hope you're, doing, you're all doing fine my apologies for for that Don't uh, you just have one of those friends who sent you messages while you're in the middle while you're in the middle of something really productive anyway I hope you, you're all doing well I hope you're all doing fine did you listen to the last episode because i kind of Tore into a certain person who's been taking advantage of certain things happening to a certain family. I'm not going to give details. Please just go listen to it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have your opinion about things I said. Speaking about opinions, I've been getting messages about, you know, things I said about that certain person. And no, yeah, I I always love, you know, the uh, I always love the you know odd criticism here and there i also especially love constructive criticism and you know like some people said you know yes that was his opinion and yeah you know that's i wish you respect it yeah i respect it you know but like i said when you want to use your opinion to um or bully someone then that's an issue but at the end of the day like he you know had he is entitled to his own opinion i'm also entitled to his my own on, own opinion about him yeah <laughs> so it's kind of a circle you know we, we talk about free, freedom of speech and stuff and yes you know you are allowed to free, speak freely within reason and all, and I think I spoke freely within reason. But yeah, go listen to it. Tell me what you think. Do you think I spoke freely within reason? Uh, do you think I was just being harsh or just going well, along with a crowd? Which honestly, I, I don't like. If you really know me, you would realize that if I see a crowd, if I see a multitude of people going left, I will go right. <laughs> I, I am, I am, I am not your con- I am not a conformist at all. Well. Within reason, let's, 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 add, let's add that caveat to the whole thing. Anyway, what I want to talk about in this episode, what do I want to talk about in this episode? Recently, recently, of of recent, as of time of recording, I always like adding that phrase, as of time of recording. I actually learned that thing, learned that thing well, more like I taught myself that. Uh, as of time of recording, they have, there have been protests in uh, America, protests against violent Against violence against violence against anyway protests against violence against uh Asian Americans or rather Asians in America apparently since the since the high, since uh, our favorite presidents uh and I say that with, with a lot of sarcasm uh, since our favorite president or rather now ex-president President Trump I hate using that word I hate using that word president before the name Trump, Uh, because to be honest with you, he really trumped the idea of what a president should should be. Anyway, after the hashtag Chinese virus made by President Trump, apparently violence against Asians in America escalated by, well, pretty much doubled or tripled. It wasn't like there wasn't violence against people against people of Asian or origin, but that, but it just increased after that. You know, the hashtag was was done. Uh, a lot of ignorant Americans end up believing that you know the, the uh, COVID nineteen, aka cor- coronavirus, was a Chinese virus. Which, well, to be honest with you, like I said, ignorant people it is not a chinese virus it wasn't made by china it wasn't made by china for the, for the first time china, china did not manufacture something of mass or such mass production um no i'm not i'm not you know trying to be funny about the whole thing but that's just the truth it's not chinese virus and all yes china were being careless about this and you know the the uh, is it Wuhan pr- province? The guys there were being careless about it and ended up leading to, to its spread. Yes, I agree, but it's you can't call it a Chinese virus when it wasn't actually. There is no proof. There is no proof at all that it was actually produced by China. But yeah, since then, since then, you've you've had um, violence against Asian, people of Asian origin escalating in America in America and all. What do I think about it? Uh, here's the thing. First and foremost, like I like I mentioned, the, the the culprits of this were just a bunch of ignorant Americans who, or ignorant people, who believe everything they're being told and refuse to use some sort. Well, I won't say common sense, but use what's in between their ears to actually think for themselves yourselves i mean at any day are we surprised i mean these people were the same people that you know pretty much i i will not i won't put it past them like if any of them were part, part of the people who actually you know attacked the legislative building in america but anyway but yeah these ignorant people are attacking the and you know, it's 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 ridiculous to be honest with you. And so, you know, apologies for stuttering, but it's ridicu- it's ridiculous to be honest. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the you know, racial phobia that was created after the nine 9- 11 tragedy, uh, where Arabs were being profiled and hated on just because the corporates or those who planned and executed the 9-11 a dis- disaster. You know, of our origin, just because certain people who do very horrible things of certain, you know, origin or certain of a certain race or a certain religion or from a certain country, don't mean that everyone else from that religion, from that race, from that country or color or whatever you want to put it, are that way. You don't generalize people. Based on the actions of one person, you don't you know make everyone else suffer just based on the actions of one person. you know it's like okay, maybe we we blacks should go out and start lynching white people for what they did to us you know during the for centuries of sla- slavery, centuries of discrimination, centuries of mu- murder, rape, all sorts of vile things. I don't know maybe we should just look at white people, every white person as a, as a demon as a bad person. Yeah, maybe maybe we should do that. Let's see how the world will pan out. But hey, you end up having (laughs) yo this going on. But then that's you know that's just one side of seeing it. You know, but here's a very unpopular side of seeing things. Yes, I do agree. There is violence. I'm not going to ignore the facts. Or be ignor- ignorant to the fact that there is violence against against people of Asian origin. You know there is some sort of racism going on against people of Asian origin. But people of Asian origin in America, hey, let's let's talk about you folks, and let's talk about how Asians over the decades, if not cent- centuries, have been. Have been part of people that have promoted racism, racism against or crimes against black people. Let's start, let's talk about Judge George, George Floyd, Was it George Lloyd or George Floyd? Yeah, whatever his, his surname might be. Let's talk about about the people that the police officers that actually killed him. One of them was Asian. Hey, he was stopping stopping you know the, the uh, little crowd. From coming near near him Or helping him out or anything you know, Do you all remember the video? Do you all remember the pictures? One of those guys were Asian You know, He saw a black guy being suffocated And what did he do? He, he did his best to, to aid it He aided and abetted Do you see where I'm going? You know, It's one thing you complain that There is some sort of racism Going on against you guys but you cannot complain, but you cannot sit and, yes, you have the rights to do so, but hey, do you do you really want to call the, do you really want to have a situation of the council calling the pot black? Or whether it's the pot calling, whatever it is. But I think you understand where, where I'm coming from. You know, you, Asians in America are part of the whole, you know, racist issue we're having. In America, especially racism against black people, because hey, let's let's be honest with you. Let's go down to even Asia itself, where the media, where the people and the media promote this whole idea that if you're white, you're all right; if you're black, you need to go back. It's the truth. I know how Africans are being treated in China just because just because of the coronavirus. Africans in China are being. You know, made to look like they're the ones who brought the virus. But hey, it didn't. We didn't bring the virus to China. We're not the ones spreading the virus around the world. In fact, Africa has had has has had the least amongst the continents. Africa has actually had the least number of infections and least number of deaths compared to places like China. Who, let's be honest, they they've started you know refusing to release their records compared to America. Oh well, let's just be honest. It's gone tits up over there compared to the UK. Oh, let's let's not even go there. <laughs> so many lockdowns, so many lockdowns that you 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 just be like, What? what's going on? And to say that we black folks are the people, you know. That produce the virus or spreading the virus and therefore not allowing us access to places like shopping malls and, and what have you without being discriminated against in Ch- china especially do, do you really see where i'm coming from you it's like you're complaining that people are being racist towards you and yet if you are being racist towards others you know you have asians you know chinese japanese arabs indians pakistanis you know they have a culture that is racist towards black people that demeans black people that sees black people as lower class class like peasants slaves and what have you a culture that continues to look at black people in a in a really really bad light look what happened with you know with black panther they did not allow the late chadwick bosman's face to be on the posters instead they had him he had his black face And I'm sorry, I'm going to use the word color I'm black too They had his black face covered with a mask And that, that was, you know And they pretty much cut off They cut as many scenes as Like, you don't want to see the Chinese The version of Black Panther that came out in Chinese theaters You'd be like, you'd be outraged You'd be like, huh? What? And yeah, you guys complain about, you know (laughs) <laughs> Racism. You have the right. You know, Asians have the right to complain. Yeah, that's fine. But also look at yourself and ask yourself if you're not doing the same thing. I know if you, I know if you listeners understand where I'm coming from. You know, it's like it's like you're rubbing people and then you're complaining that you're that you're getting robbed. You're also part of the problem. <laughs> so the sooner. I feel honestly speaking, the sooner we all realize that we cannot continue this nonsense of race or this nonsense of boundaries or this nonsense of of, of color. And, and to be honest with you, even these days i'm I'm getting messages from people saying, oh, you know, you talk about you know, um blacks being marginalized and you know not getting opportunities and stuff but blacks now are getting more opportunities and whites are getting marginalized no 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 i'm sorry no offense i i hate to claim victim but whether you're white or i don't know or you're asian or you're i don't know you will never understand what black people go through on a daily basis. And I'm speaking about black people all over the world, even black people in Africa, our own home, what we go through on a daily basis, down, you know, even down to white people, all down to foreigners, to white people in Asia. I live in Nigeria and I know... What what Nigerian employees go through? Nigerian employees being employed by foreigners, being employed by Indians, being employed by Chinese. I know what most of them go through: the demeaning work, uh, the demeaning work conditions. You know, the low pay, the, the 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 abusive and and toxic environment they have to go go through and, and all. You know, oh, and even we blacks were part of the problem too because we also promote this whole racism thing we tolerate it our government tolerates it a black man walks it works walks into a bank here in nigeria a white man walks in after him guess what they're gonna they're gonna be more inclined to actually attend to the white man before even the black guy does before you attend to the black person if two you know, a white man and a black man apply for a loan. And this is actually a recurring joke over here, and it, but it's reality. If a white man, all right, let me let me be more specific. If a Lebanese or Indian applies for a loan in the bank here, or just a, a white person, that's that's just call it a foreigner, you know, uh, apply for a loan in the bank, you will get it five times faster than if a Nigerian did so. I'm not going to say that we, you know, black people haven't, you know, caused that issue for themselves to, you know, I will not be ignorant of the fact that we haven't helped out our situation at all, but then can we not just have a world whereby we're not looking at race, we're not looking at the color of one's skin, we're not looking at what country they're from, we're not looking at, you know, we're not even looking at gender, we're just looking at looking at who is the best person for the job who is qualified you know who's qualified for that loan who's qualified to get that house who's qualified to get that job who's qualified to get the, you know to to have the who deserves who has worked hard for it and not having a situation where the black man has to work 10 times harder than the white person does just to, just to get half of what the white man does To me, it's it's. Uh, can we not just have a world of absolute equality? I'm not saying give everyone the same thing, but give everyone what they deserve. And do not factor in color or race or you know or, or gender. Don't factor any of that in. Factor in hard work, competence. Factor those in. I feel the world will be a much, much better place when we stop discriminating. Trust me, it would be it would be paradise. That would this is what your pastors don't tell you, and this is what your religious leaders don't tell you. The world would would be like the like the Garden of Eden if we can start doing that. It would be a much much better place. But till then, we we if if you I mean if you think I'm spouting out rubbish, then hey, feel free to keep having the media media you know promote and promote this whole if it's white, it's all right; if it's black, hey, it's all bad thing. And let's see how far this world goes, because truth be told, we could have by now if we weren't you know if we weren't bringing our greed. And this whole ignorant racism thing—I feel by now we would have actually found an actual cure to this coronavirus, and it won't have taken so long. But hey, we always have to bring race and politics into every politics and greed into everything. So please, be my guests. And welcome back. So I I want to answer a question I was actually asked some time ago. Uh, honestly, I, I didn't want to answer the question being a private being the private person. I, I I don't really like talking about my life per se. Uh, but I thought you know, being that we're talking about racism, being that we're talking about the whole racial thing, I said okay, you know what? Let me answer the question. Let me let me just. Open up a bit. <laughs> Open up a bit. So, um, do pardon me if I leave out certain details. But uh, well, here goes. So I was I was asked, well, recently a couple weeks ago, um, have you have I actually faced uh, racism? The answer is yes. I have. <laughs> No, really, I, I have. And I remember the, f- the very very first time I actually realized that I had, you know, witnessed racism and all uh, was actually... Uh, it's a hard story to tell because I think that that, that sort of... <laughs> that whole thing, I, I don't think my family realized that that whole thing sort of left a bit of a, an impression on me or a bit of a shock to me because I was... Um, Rather disappointed, and I think I, I ended up facing the reality of my skin back then. Uh, this was '99. We, we as a family, then my my late my, my uh, late mom was still alive, bless her memory. Um, we went on a we well we went on a summer vacation to a couple of European countries, and uh, we were in France at that point when this happened uh we were, we were we were in France France was one of the countries we went to sorry it's it's not it's a hard story for me to tell <laughs> because of all those things that really sort of uh, shook me a bit. okay, so we were in France uh we happened to be in Paris to be exact uh we we just came, came into the hotel man it was a man coming in, coming in from Germany it was <laughs> it was rather interesting. I know, right? We didn't face racism in Germany. Wow, <laughs> that was—I mean, think, looking back at it, it was a bit of a surprise because I was always—I grew up reading a lot about Hitler, and World War Two, and what have you, and being told—and yeah, when I do look back, the way, there was this one German kid in my class back in school. And he's he to, he never spoke to any of any of us like you know the black folks he, he didn't speak to speak to us at all so I mean looking back at it I thought I thought oh okay this guy was weird but yeah you know we actually faced quite the hospitality in, in Germany uh, we were in France Paris just going to the hotel at the lobby trying to um, you know. <laughs> get our keys and head to our room. Um, apparently, there was there was an issue issue with the booking in terms of yeah, old man books, uh, old man books room, but he wanted, like, being my old man, he wanted um, rooms that were you know side by side, And know, uh, and because he wanted this sort of thing whereby we could all walk into our room, each each person's room, and what have you, <laughs> that sort of thing without having to cross over. <laughs> the lobby, um, it was uh, so he was one of those. Um, I, I, I don't want to mention the name of the hotel, and I'm, I don't want to mention the name of the the uh, reward scheme, but he was one of those club members in the hotel. Uh, no, sorry, I can't mention the, name of the hotel, I've been told that I shouldn't do that. I, I don't want any, any unnecessary lawsuits coming at me, uh, so he was one of those you know club members you know, regular visitors. i think he was in one of the yeah he was in the yeah, highest level so man it was crazy like literally we we got we got the whole royal family treatments <laughs> you know big big shout out to you know the i, I still remember the driver who looked like will smith <laughs> but he was french but he didn't look like will smith he, he was he, he was quite fun you know um Taking us from taking us from the airports and stuff. He had really nice jokes, jokes too. Uh, so we go we go there, try and check in and try to sort out the whole room thing. And there was this one white guy. I I never forget this one white guy. Um, he. He had always been looking at us in the very, giving us dirty looks, right from right from the from the airplane. Like we, yeah, we were on the same flights and stuff. And I remember, I remember very well. Like this guy kept giving us really nasty, dirty, dirty looks. And it, the worst worst thing was that, I mean. Uh, uh, i still remember he kept staring at us like what the f- like what are these guys doing in business class that sort of thing and i was i was feeling very uncomfortable uncomfortable especially the fact that i had the i had the absolute discomfort of sitting next to this guy i know and it got to a point that i remember i i actually asked if i could swap I felt so uncomfortable I actually asked if I could swap seats with with some some dude and sit next to my dad and stuff and man it was crazy but um yeah we he, he was in, he apparently he happened to be in the same hotel with us and he was standing in a queue he watched us you know get our keys go upstairs come back downstairs again come back downstairs again to ask you know for a new or like for new keys no no he, no he actually didn't see us no no he didn't see us he didn't see us because we got to the, we actually got to the hotel way before he did because he has to wait for like the whole you know there's like the group bus and we were having we had like a private you know chauffeur um so we got to the hotel before he did so when we we came we came back down um family stood to one side we didn't want to you know crowd up the um queue for the club membership old man was standing on the um it's i'm really trying not to mention names, but he was standing on the on the uh, line for the for the club membership and you know he gave he spoke to the concierge i don't know what they called it these days and he said oh he was you know the guy was really apologetic and said oh yeah, 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 yeah. sorry about that, uh, so the guy, yeah, he, he was like, really apologizing, and said, oh yeah, 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 yeah sure, I will, I will definitely, you know, sort it out, took, he took the keys, took my dad's membership card, went to the back, to go sell it out, Also, uh, so I think he went to see the manager, or something, and, you know, these guys walk in, with this one, with this one guy, who had been looking at, at us, in a very weird way, uh, Two stands in the queue two minutes later he then you know starts snapping his fingers and mm-hmm. at the point we were i mean we as a family were just you know talking and laughing and whatever you're on the side cracking jokes and, and all we couldn't stop talking about the driver that looked like will smith or <laughs> was it will smith i do know um, and I knew I remember it was it was uh, my late mom's Bill fa- Smith was my late mom's favorite actor back then so we were just like hmm okay that <laughs> <Dad> had competition <laughs> you know that sort of stuff um, and <laughs> and this guy we, we just noticed this guy kept snapping fingers like trying to get someone's attention we were wondering at a point I was like you know who's this guy trying to call you know and then the guy goes you you because initially he had said something in French but my but you know my dad didn't answer my dad, my dad didn't understand French he, he understands he understands a bit of Italian and stuff but he but he was like you 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 yeah you you stop jumping then he goes to your stop stop jumping in queue enter the queue and I'm looking like who's this guy like what's going on and old man one thing about him is that if you try to disrespect him, he'll just ignore you. <laughs> that's, that's the way he, he does. He, he won't even look at you or anything. He'll just ignore you. And I remember, you know, my mom going, oh, you know, do you, do you want to, you know, find out from your dad, you know, what's going on and, you know, how long it's going to take. I walked up to him and I walked up to my dad and I was like, oh, you know, how long is he, you know, mom's asking this and that. He was like, "Oh, no, no, no. you know, man, they, they, we'll soon, will soon be, will soon be done." You know, are you guys hungry? You know, maybe we can get food, food or something. You know, let's find out. You know, he was then speaking to a lady behind. I think it was a lady behind the counter, and he and she was like, "Oh, you know, you know, I think, think they've finished um, lunch service and they are gonna have a dinner service in like an hour or two. And he was like, Oh, okay. Maybe we. We'll, maybe I just go grab some McDonald's instead. And this guy kept going, Hey, you, you and next minute, dude leaves the queue and walk, walks over to us. And I look and I'm like, Okay. What's going on? Like <laughs> So I you know, me being young, I, I look I look at my dad and I'm like, um, sorry, dude, do, do you know this guy? Maybe he's trying to or something because i mean my dad did a lot of business abroad and stuff and i, I didn't i was young and i didn't know all his business partners i know and my dad just goes ignore him and that's when i realized oh okay <laughs> oh man does definitely doesn't know this dude, this guy <laughs> you know and then the guy stands at a bit of a distance and goes hey l- listen this is not your country Join the join the queue. Can't you stand in the queue? And I and I looked like, whoa, okay, he's talking to us. <laughs> Dad ignores old man ignores him, and just smiles. He <laughs> he has a smile. He, he smiles when he you've offended him, but he just doesn't want to give you the, the time of the day. And he just gave that you know cheeky smile and not, not even looking at the guy. Just you know, and, he gets, and then the guy comes. And then got the attention of one, one of the um hotel staff sorry i can't get the names of the positions i know it wasn't the concierge uh it was i think it was initially these guys that carry the bags of going what i don't know what they're called these these days honestly i, I don't label people and stuff as far as i'm concerned everyone's a human being i don't care what position you are you are as important to the organization as the owner is that's the way i see see things so gets this guy attention, guy attention. Like, oh, please, can you tell this guy, you know, to get back in into, into the queue? And you know, the guy walks up to my dad. He was like, oh, sorry. Um, are you? You know, are you trying? What was? Is there a problem? You know, are you trying to, you know, get get something done or this? And he was like, oh, my dad was like, oh, you know, concierge. You know, has my key. I try to sort it out. She was like, oh, okay. You know, this guy tries to walk away, he was like, no, 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 we, no, you've not done what I say you should do. Tell him to get back into, into the queue. He should, he's just queue up like everyone else. Blah, 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 blah. And then he starts muttering some things in French and unknown to him, I could understand French back then. <laughs> I, used to, I mean, my old man spends a lot of money, you know, having those French lessons done, done for me. So I understood that he was then spouting out some racist stuff. And I just looked like, wow, okay. <laughs> you know, I like, literally he called my dad a black ba- a black bastard. And I was like, whoa, okay. That is some strong language. And my dad saw the expression on my face and I was like, what did he say? And I and I couldn't, at that point, I couldn't tell my dad because, and I'm sorry, if, oh, I, I'm really sorry if you're hearing this, but I could actually lie to you that I didn't understand <laughs> what he said. Because I knew at that point, if I told my dad, there is a possibility that he would flip. And I and you don't want to see my dad flip. Like, he's not going to shout, but he's going to say some really how i like put it horrible and p- soul piercing things to you that would make you f- either go into depression or make you commit suicide like literally you will feel less of a human being like he he's got a really strong strong tongue if you think mine is bad try it just just try him <laughs> you know and at that point i was just i was just like well, okay and next minute, this dude is like call demanding for security, and he you know he gets you know yeah. attention of security, and they come. And at that point, they're like, "Oh, sorry." It comes to my dad, like, "Oh, so sorry, sir, um, please, can you join the queue?" My dad looks at them, it's like, "Wow, interesting." And then at that point, he, my dad just t- tells me, "Okay, go stand, go stand with your mommy, you, go stand with your mom and your siblings." And I'm looking like, you be like, no, 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 don't ask me any questions, just go and stand with your mom and siblings. I'm like, okay, I walk away and I'm walking backwards because I'm, I'm at that point, I'm worried, like, what is going on? It got going on here, and you know, and man, anyway, talking about this is really hard for me because, man, I had never in my life seen. I know I, I always, you know, heard stories and stuff, but I'd never in my life actually seen this in person. I mean, this was me watching my dad. I mean, uh, my dad, you know, in a very, in w- what I would have called a very uncomfortable position. But I man, luckily for him, he was always I mean, this sort of person. He knew how to handle uncomfortable positions with such great grace. He just stood there. They were telling him, "Oh, you need to go stand in the queue, this and that," and then he just picks up the membership sign. And they're looking at him like, "What's he doing?" One of them tries to motion to him, and he just turns to them and says, "Sorry." You know, he he points at the sign and says, "I'm one of the I'm one of them." And then he turns to the white guy and says, "Sorry, are you a club member?" And the guy, looks at, he, he, guy looks, at, he, looks at him and says, "You know." and so so what is like yeah well i'm a club member are you a club member if you're a club member then you're free to come standing in this queue but if you're not a club member please go back to your queue and shut up and the guy goes no what the hell at that point the uh concierge comes back with the manager and the manager is like okay surprised like okay what's going on and they they start talking talking in french i couldn't really hear hear what they were saying clearly because i, I was already standing at, at a distance like my mom literally pulled me back like whoa you're starting way too close close to this you know and i, well, I could hear you know that makes me to the manager you know bids and what, what was going on and you know the manager and then starts apologizing to my dad, oh i'm so sorry so sorry so sorry for for this this and that blah 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 And the manager tells the guest, oh, please, can you go back and stand in your queue? If you're not a club member, you know, that's your queue. (laughs) He's a club member. This is his queue, you know. And then he brings out my dad's club card and shows him, like, you know, sorry, do you have one of of these? And the guy just keeps quiet, like, "Uh, I could literally see this guy's face turning red, like, really embarrassed. And people on the other queue were just looking at him, like, yeah. idiots, (laughs) idiots, <laughs> absolute dickhead, <laughs> I like, what the hell, I know, and uh, he had to walk back to his, in fact, he, he, I mean, other people had joined the queue, so he couldn't take, you know, regain his place in the queue, he had to go all the way to the very back of, of the new queue, and all, and I was just like, you idiot, idiot. like, ah, uh. but that really left you know as much as it was a it was a, quite the um, triumph and he had to watch us being treated like royalty then and, and and all um but it's so it, it really i think it made me aware of certain things i remember you know getting to lift and my mom you know <clears throat> Uh, here's the thing about my parents. We, we were—they did their very best to protect us from a lot of things. <laughs> you know, I, my mom was the sort of person. You know, blessed memory and all. She was the sort of person who, who wanted me to face like certain real, realities in small doses. My dad wanted to create a whole different reality for us. And I remember, you know, we getting to the left and um, my mom was asking my dad, you know, are you okay? And mom, And he was like, no, he's not. He's like, well, he's used to this. Like, this is not the first time he's facing you know racism and stuff, you know. But um this is reason why he, why he was very, he's very reluctant in ever taking us kids with him on trip on trips like this because he doesn't want us to face this sort of stuff, you know. Uh, it's a really cool and hard world, and you know he, he doesn't want to, you know seeing the sort of things till we've got into a certain age where we you know we know how to deal with it. You know, and I remember my my late mom saying the same. Oh, you know, especially the you know see they witness it early, best they experience it early, so they know how to, to, to deal with it, face realities and stuff, and blah blah blah. But it really left quite the mark. That incident left quite the mark. Um, It made me become more aware to. It it made me realize that there was something called racism in this world. Uh, It wasn't a mere fact of. It wasn't a case of, you know, oh, he thought a human being had drums. The queue. No, he met my old man in that (laughs) queue. You know, anyone, you know, you wouldn't be standing there in that queue. If you know any respecting person Will not stand in the queue that, that they don't belong in, you know. If that was a white guy, and do do realize that there was actually a white guy behind my dad at that point. Yeah, I remember. There were actually three guys. Yeah, three white guys. I Remember? No, two two white guys and a lady. If I if I remember correctly, and stuff. And it was it was really. I mean, even even one of them tried to told the guy to you know to calm down and stuff but his problem was yeah it's a black guy who isn't queuing up like we are and it made me aware of what race the existence of racism it made me aware of the existence of discrimination it made me start analyzing you know the folks i I had gone to school with right from when i when i was when i was little and stuff you know how the arab children i went to an arab school by the way an arab owned school here in Lagos by the way. Yes, I do know some words in Arabic. (laughs) You know? Um and I remember very well, you know, back then, you know, the Arab kids we didn't care as kids, we didn't care where you were from or what, but but there were there were certain things that happened that I just ended up thinking, okay, these kids are actually being these you know these people I call friends were actually being taught to be racist and see black people in a different way because for instance the Arab kids will always invite their own arab kids their old arab you know friends or classmates to their houses never a black kid i remember there was this one time um one of one of the guys in my class went to this arab kid's house and he was told the guy wasn't around and stuff I remember very well yeah i remember i even remember back then that there was this one kid who lived on the same street, street with me like literally a walking distance from, from you know from the house back then and we i mean the salon my mom used to go to was right you know <clears throat> right next to you know right next to his place but Anytime I, you know, come, I just say, oh, you know, let me even st- let me stop by and say hello. They'd say he's not around, um, but I could hear his voice. <laughs> you know, I could hear his voice, and sometimes when I then I walk past the guy, I didn't see see him there. And even you know, when we on Mondays when when we we're in class, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I came to your place yesterday. They say you were around, and he was like, oh, he, I, you know, I was around and. All these, you know, little things start. I started becoming aware of little things that happened in the past, you know, and how they were, how these, you know, Arab white kids, Arab and white kids, you know, and Asian kids, how they were being taught taught to be racist towards us. You, you barely ever found. Um, Filipinos or I mean we had Filipinos in our school we had Chinese we had you know different people from different cultures in my school and their parents hardly ever we had, we had, we had Indians and Pakistanis and even they got along better than who they got along with we, we, we black folks you know and it was always a case of um, they were cool with us like the kids were cool with us our pa- their parents weren't cool with them being cool with us you know even when you greeted their parents the parents barely most of their parents barely ever responded um i remember you know back in secondary school like everyone it was a whole tradition thing when you have a birthday and stuff you you know you distribute cake <laughs> to your class yeah, at least your classmates and to all the teachers and stuff and i remember i'll never forget those is this, this the arabic teacher um Oh, her daughter, by the way, was, I think, was, I can't remember her daughter's name. I think it was Dina or something. And no, she, her daughter was a racist. Like, oh my God, I would not forget. Her daughter would not play with a black kid. Her daughter didn't want any black person standing next next to her. I never forget the one time when we had our, our, our sports day and as as being i was a head boy back then and they had her carrying her she she was carrying the lebanese flag i was meant i was meant to carry the nigerian flag and the head girl was meant to carry the, the school flag one of them i can't remember and she was meant and this girl was meant to stand in front of me do you know this girl i, I never forget no i was meant to stand i was meant to initially i was meant to stand behind her and they decided to change the whole thing and i remember very well she said that i shouldn't come near her and i said sorry don't come near you why i don't don't understand they they literally this is how they position and she's like oh please keep your distance stay as far as i was like okay what's your what's your issue and she was like oh and then she goes because because you're black i can't stay stay near you i'm like What the f? (laughs) Like, she she blatantly said it. You know, she blatantly said it. And I remember even like back to the whole birthday thing. I remember back to when I was distributing cake. Was my birthday? I was you know taking cake, cake round, cake round, and her mom. I remember you know every teacher was like, oh, no oh lovely cake, this that. Her mom actually refused to take to take any cake. It wasn't like she doesn't eat cake. Trust me. I've seen that lady <laughs> eat cake. Eat cake like it was the last thing on earth. You know, but when I brought it to her, she was like, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't want. And I'm like, I mean, vanilla, it was vanilla flavor. I remember very well that she she always had... I mean, I remember her daughter's birthday. I remember like I, I used to know that sort of stuff. And then I remember she then took this. When I, she really insisted and stuff. And then you know, one of the teachers told her, you know, do like, why why don't you want to take like take it? She took the smallest piece, put it in her mouth, and I'll never forget very well. Smallest piece, put it in her mouth. Took when she, when I had my back turned, she took serviettes. And spat it out into the serviette and threw it in the bin. And I was like, "Wow, okay." She thought I didn't see, it, but I actually saw it. <laughs> funny, funny enough, I mean, I just thought, "Wow." I remember telling telling my mom this, and she she just shook her head. And she was just like, "Well, it's okay." <laughs> I remember my mom was like, "It's okay that any day." we just need to be mad at the fact that she wasted some good cake (laughs) and stuff but um jokes aside man the whole racism thing it's um and you think you think when in this you know age of some certain enlightenment you think these kids end up you know throwing away these old ridiculous things that their parents taught them Uh, but the truth is most of them have uh, what their parents told them has actually sort of shapes their reactions like here's the thing most of the foreign people i went to school with uh, they don't stay in touch with we with we black folks like you know black students in the school they don't really stay in touch with us that much even when you know i do try to stay in touch i do you know i do say hi once once in a while and i i just get get the size of oh my message is being read no reply whatsoever (laughs) you know and i'm just like man it's all good you know it's it's sad honestly it's sad it's it's really sad and i think in the end of the day as much as i may i may blame their parents i but i also blame them because you nothing stopped me from and, and, and i'm not trying to claim being righteous or something but nothing stopped me from being racist i had every reason to be racist i had every reason to look at white people like de- like they're demons or something like something that you know like people that need to be eradicated but I chose not to because, you know, truly that not the right. is that the right thing? Do you... Two wrongs don't make it right. You know, it, it's... It, it, I'm not saying turn the other cheek, but you can't see someone doing something wrong and just decide to do the same thing back to them. It's, it's just not right. You know, I think racism is... I keep saying racism is something that continues to put a limits to our potential in this world. Um, people would say I'm spouting out rubbish but it's the truth you know, at the end of the day we only see ourselves as human beings not people of a different race, not people of different nationalities, not people of different colours, but people who are human beings that is the one race, the human race that is the one and only true race Like when we keep putting limits to what we using race as a limit or as a boundary to what we can do and what we can achieve or who we can meet or who we can talk to that we will never achieve our our true potentials as human beings you know as a good friend of mine Anthony Farinaro once said and man (laughs) it's been four years since he died but man I I miss that guy like hell (laughs) I miss our debates Um, I'm going to paraphrase this Because I can't remember everything word for word (laughs) I reckon He and I were totally (laughs) Well I was Really off my face You know while we are having this debate And stuff but he he once said um, And I'm paraphrasing this by the way Human beings were not created To have limits we were created To push those limits Created to push those limits To live a life of no limits human ones human beings were not created with wings we were not created to flies but yet sorry, we created to fly but yet we built the big a bird bigger than any bird in the sky that could take us higher than any bird living bird could actually do i'm paraphrasing what he said by the way i reckon he said it's a more grand well I won't say grand, but yeah. <laughs> uh, still miss you bro. Yeah, you know, keep resting in peace. But it's the truth. Yeah, you know, why put a limit to our potential? Why why put limits to what we could what we can actually achieve? United together. I think I feel i feel at the end of the day and people are going to say oh you know maybe you're against you know everything you experience aren't you against interracial marriages no i'm not against that i actually think it's a beautiful thing i think it should even be made a law if possible (laughs) you know that you must marry someone of a different race or someone of a different color and people say, Oh, you know, you're gonna, we're gonna end up losing identity or losing culture, but no, we should. Uh, we're not gonna lose identity, we're not gonna use lose our culture, you know. Any day, it's a, it's a case of exchanges. It's, it, it's, I think, when two cultures merge, it, it becomes an even more beautiful thing, you know. That it's like fusion food, you know, it's a new flavor, something new, something's wonder, wonderful. You know, at the end of, at the end of the day, I feel even and this is me answering another question about what, what I think about interracial marriages. Uh, I I think it's one of it's one of the ways we could actually unite this rather di- divided world. You know, if we especially if we stop looking at our uh, the color of our skin and just focus more on you know, uh, on our emotions or what you know our, our thinking or our make oh, you know, I, I, our hearts, for instance, it's uh, I don't know how sorry, but I apologize I'm not sure I know how to put this well, but I reckon a lot of people understand what I'm saying. you know uh, if we are really, 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 really going to make the world better, then the first step will be to just get rid of this whole you know race thing. And we can finally, finally have that earth that we we may, well, we'll actually take, take a step closer to having that earth that we actually deserve, that peace we actually deserve, that unity we actually all deserve. And we're back. Uh, this episode is actually coming to you a bit late due to technical difficulties or technical issues. It's funny. It's funny how you know these days when you say stuff like technical issues, it actually just encompasses so much. It's kind of like when people get divorced and say, "Oh, we had a divorce. Why?" Due to irreconcilable differences. Kind of vague. Doesn't doesn't really get, tell you reason. You know, why they broke up Maybe maybe he just had bad, bad breath And she thought, oh, nah, I can't take it anymore Or maybe, I don't know, she had very weird tools And he just thought, nah, I can't deal with weird tools anymore Anyway, <laughs> but, um yeah it's um sorry my apologies this episode is coming to you a bit li- will be coming to you a bit late due to technical difficulties which i hopefully have rectified and wouldn't happen again i still have a target i want to meet this year but um anyway let's let, let's get on to the heroes and donkeys of the week as of time of recording by the way everyone happy easter great easter to you to you guys Sorry, i didn't i didn't wish you guys that earlier on the show kind of weird i kind of i don't know the whole what's going on in the world the pandemic and everything it is kind of hard to actually keep track of the holidays <laughs> i know but uh happy easter to, to everyone um save me some eggs if you can <laughs> Or just, I don't know It's it's one, of, it's one of those weird years Anyway, Heroes and Donkeys Apparently this is a segment where A lot of people, a lot of um, Listeners have actually told me That they actually enjoyed this segment the most I'm like, really? <laughs> really, like uh, You sure? Anyway, Heroes of the Week ah, Man um Well Normally, I normally and, and every week throughout the pandemic, I always give it to you know the healthcare workers. and know oh, this week I want to do something a little bit different. Yes, man, you guys are the heroes and heroines, That's the female version of heroin. but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to heroes, calling them heroes because when I say heroines, people start thinking oh, he's talking about the drug. No, 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 no. Funny enough, heroin is also a bird too but when, once people hear it harrowing they just think yeah you know shooting up the nose stuff, stuff. but the heroes of the week yes i will always give it it's to the healthcare workers but recently recently something happened that has sort of um that has actually caught my attention so a couple of universities have been returning uh Benin, Benin or rather African artifacts, especially the Benin artifacts. There have been so many. If, if you're, if you're conversant with history, especially history or uh, uh, colonial history, colonial African history, you realize that the Europeans, a lot of Europeans came into Africa, raided Africa, took most of our resources took most of our people in slave trade hey that wasn't enough they decided to also take our artifacts with them you know like like i mean the nazis got you know were sodomized and demonized for taking you know french artworks and what have what have you and losing them around europe and, and south america But they decided you know what If nazis did it why, why can't we do it in Africa? So they took a lot of artifacts and what have you, especially from the Benin Kingdom. And man, we've been begging for, for decades, we were begging to have them back. To the point that, you know, a lot of people like the British Museum have been like, oh yeah, 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 we will, we will loan it to you. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like it's like Apple saying, "Oh, we we would like to recall our iPhones and like, oh, you know, buy it back from me, huh?" Or I don't know. It's one of those weird things, you know. It's one of those weird things that had have, have been going on. So, a couple of universities, uh, uh, both in England and Germany especially, have um, decided to return artif- the Benin artifacts back and they're actually making plans to return it and train uh pe- africans or people people in nigeria especially on how to handle these artifacts and how to display them how to preserve them and what have you man you guys big you know you know thumbs up to you guys well done round of applause to you guys you guys as much as i'm saying as much as i love to be like oh what they're doing is what they should have done but hey For the fact that for decades, no one has actually done that, I I actually, you know, I I actually want to say thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are heroes. Definitely take Heroes of the Week there. Heroes of the Week there. Um, Truth truth is, at the end of the day, 90% of our culture, African culture, if I... 90% of third world culture, when I say third world culture, I mean you know, culture from India, culture from China, especially culture from Africa, have actually been stolen and kept, you know, in Europe, in America for for decades now, if not centuries. And it's, to be honest with you, it's, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And most of it has been, they've refused to return most of it I know, and it, like literally, we had to beg, you know, for, our, for our, what belongs to us. It, it's it's weird. Um, but then, truth is, at the end of the day, it's not just our culture that being, that's been sort of shipped out when it comes to Africa. 90% of our best minds are actually leaving the continent. Like 90% of our best hands, 90% of our best. Um, minds of our best people are leaving the country not even just the country i mean not just nigeria also i'm talking about africa too i mean if you check you know if you check out the french national team that's like africa united the french national national football team that won the last World Cup. That's like Africa United <laughs> that won the World Cup. It wasn't It wasn't the French national team. It was Africa United. All, they were all. Most of them, more than 90% of them, were Africans. In that team were Africans or, Afri- or from African descent. And they won the World Cup. Even the team that won France 98, the first World Cup that the, the French actually won, they were of African descent. Now imagine if those guys... Were playing for their country. I think African country, football teams will have a better opportunity at winning the World Cup. Maybe, maybe not. You never know. I mean, and that's just you know part of it. And most of our, our athletes, you know, and not just in Africa, especially the Car- Caribbeans. They're running for the USA. Not everyone's running for Jamaica. Most of them are running for for the U- USA. You know, most most of the footballers who are playing for England today. Most of them are black. Most of them are of African descent or Caribbean descent. Even though Caribbean, is not Caribbeans are actually the Africans <laughs> that got you know forcibly relocated. And even and, and I'm not just talking about yes, that was you know slave trade. I can understand. I can understand that. You know that was slave trade. I, I can I can understand that, but. Here we are, you know, here we are in modern day, in the modern day world and modern day what have you. It's ridiculous. You know, Till until this very moment, people, our best minds, our best, well, they're leaving Africa. Why? Because Africa has been devastated by, by poverty. Most of the poverty is caused by bad leadership. Most of the bad leadership is just caused by, well, well, I could, trust me. I can go on. <laughs> no, no, no. But because of, of bad leadership, but and that brings me to our donkeys of the week. I want. I'm going to hold all our African leaders or most of our African leaders responsible for for this um, migration of our of our greatest minds. So to so all the, the African leaders who continue to impoverish their people, who continue to loot the continents, who continue to undermine efforts to move this continent forward, I am going to give you all the donkey of the week. Come get your awards. Like a big hee-haw to you guys. Biggest donkeys ever. Oh my God, are you kidding me? How can a continent with so much resources I'm not just talking about natural, but even human resources, even mental resources, be so poor and impoverished. Why do we have so many ridiculous wars over the ridiculous things in this in this continent? I mean, what what the hell? You know, man, come get your award, man. I mean, I, 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 I wish there was a bigger award than, than that of the donkey of the week, but hey, Let's sell it for that for now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We've come to the end of another episode. Oh, my God. I I can't believe this is the end. But, yeah, we have come to the end of another episode of The Blot Experience. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Big shout out to everyone who's been sending feedback and all. My email. oh okay now i'm gonna have to announce my email i actually promised i would let the email out so for now my email is josephtheblont at (laughs) gmail.com for now it is josephtheblont at gmail.com and i look forward to getting more emails from people this is gonna be really this is gonna be ridiculous please 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 and please do not send me do not send me any naked photos i've actually i've, I've this and blocked some people off because of that <laughs> yeah no i don't want any indecent photos please yeah you're free to to um criticize the show i love to hear your criticism i love to um constructive criticism hopefully i know um, anything anything negative please keep it to yourself or just talk to the wall or talk to the mirror uh But yeah, thanks, Jasmine. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great holiday. Have a great week ahead. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.